Mela. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to The Intersectional Yoginis Podcast. Join us as we explore a variety of topics that impact us as women of color through a yogic lens. Hope you don't mind your reverence and me cursing like a sailor. <laughs> Sprinkled in with a little satire and sass. A little? Well, we cover serious subjects that are important to us. So if you're curious, keep listening. Namaste. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so giddy. Always. <laughs> always. Always. This is so fun. How are you, girl? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good. I'm I mean, wonderful. you just moved. How was that experience? <laughs> Man, it is a process for sure. But, uh, you know, doing the things. Getting everything except for the desk. Yeah, it's strapped <laughs> because an elevator broke. But how's your so, new place? How are you feeling? I love the new place. Nice. It's amazing. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, you're far away, but at least we record right next to me, so. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> I will still see you physically. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mala, tell us what we're talking about today. I think there was a word. From last time that you didn't remember that, that I, I, I couldn't help blanked. you with. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what you're talking about all the time. Okay, so what I wanted <laughs> to say is the what you did in my Instagram account, Spiritualism, that I just launched. Uh-huh. And your role is consultant. Consultant. Because I was like collaborator. But no, oh, consultant yes. is consultant. the word. As okay. we consult you about spiritual things. And I'm sure we will consult you about therapy things. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or life not? things well, that life I know that general. you know. <laughs> in general, that you're not, you're an expert. For example, sometimes with English copy, I consult. Like, oh, can yes. you proofread me? Yeah, and I just said, did you edit? Okay, <laughs> exactly. great. Because, <laughs> yeah, Spanish is my native language, but English isn't. And sometimes, even though I, I am not a neophyte, I, <laughs> I'm not a native speaker, so, yeah. And so we actually, the last thing we did for that, that you were a consultant for, was our spiritual guide for fall, which was Mm -hmm. a really cute post. Check it out on Instagram. But also, during the first posts, there were some events that were happening back home in Mexico. We launched on October 1st, and October 2nd is a date that... In Mexico, we remember, and it's actually the slogan of the date is October 2nd, we don't forget. And it's about this massacre that occurred in 1968 on October 2nd. There were a series of protests from students, from students of different universities. Okay. And they were protesting the government because there was this power monopoly grows. There was police brutality against this people protesting of course okay yeah and then there was just all sort of what has happened in mexico like for years for centuries even and it's this like disgusting political way to do things where like the politicians they get so much money first of all legally they get paid so much and then illegally they steal so much money they have houses here in la jolla Mm. They have properties all over the world. Mm -hmm. Like, how? So, my post was about October 2nd and how this is happening again. These, like, displays of... These, like, violation of rights because Mm -hmm. we have... These are 
democratic countries, both mm -hmm. Mexico and the U.S., yes. are supposed to be democratic. And one yeah. of our rights is the right to assemble and mm -hmm. also to manifest and free speech and all of those things. Yeah. So it happened 52 years ago and it's still happening right now with BLM wow. and all the yeah. protests that yeah. have happened throughout the year where people just get picked up from the street by police that are not wearing badges or their mm -hmm. cars are not marked mm -hmm. or something like that. It's also happening in Mexico. It just happened in September 28th with this march, the feminist march that was advocating for reproductive rights. Mm -hmm. So many women got like kidnapped basically by yeah. military and police and mm -hmm. like so many things like that. So I made a post like that in one of the phrases of social justice movements or fights or revolutions is we don't forget and we don't forgive. So like part of me, I knew I had to write what I did. Like there was this post with like, we don't forget this and we don't forget this and this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. But in the caption, and then at the end it was like, we don't forget and we don't forgive. But then I was like conflicted. Like I knew I had to write that. I felt that. And actually yeah. the post was pretty successful. Like it got more likes than the followers I yeah. had yeah. that day. Like I just <clears throat> launched the day before. But it's like, how do I reconcile the forgetting that like for, with my spiritual practice, the for, forgiving, because I know forgiveness yeah. is for, it would be for me, not for the person who committed the fault. Mm -hmm. um, and also... Besides, like, the rage and all of that, there was also in this, in the feminist one, of course, you know how usually the press and the government, like, the media just likes to take um, isolated displays of violence from protesters. And I'm mm -hmm. not, and when I say violence, I don't mean property, because that's not violence. Destroying property is not violence to me. A thing does not feel but moving on there were some um female cops mm -hmm. usually what mexico city does is they use female cops for feminist manifestations mm. i don't know if that's counterproductive or what uh. but there were some um some women that attacked some uh female police officers um physically mm -hmm. i only saw one video it was only one video but of course the media ran with and that with that one video yeah. to mm -hmm. say that oh this and to discredit the whole movement yeah when at the same time they were encapsulated so encapsulation is when you're manifesting and you're on the street and then suddenly you get um like closed in closed in by like the like the shields and all the, the shields people. Mm -hmm. how are those like called the, 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 the riot the, in the riot uniforms yeah the, the yeah. people the, the police usually or the military and mm -hmm. they enclose you and they will let you move mm -hmm. but that's a tactic that it's illegal when you're manifesting that's and as a preventive me preventive measure it's illegal you can only do that when there's this place of violent and you encapsulate those people and isolate those people in particular. Just the violent. Yeah. The violent yeah. situation or yeah. the violent people. Okay. This was not... So the video that I talked to you about, yeah. th that didn't happen when the encapsulation took place. 
So this oh. was di- this was different thing. Different, so the okay. encapsulation was not a result of this thing. Mm. Um, but like, and there's videos of that encapsulation. Like, yeah, no one Which was being misplaced. violent. No one was being violent. Also, the like the tear gas, like that's banned in war. Yeah. Why are the both the U.S. and Mexico are using pepper spray and tear gas for civilians, like manifesting? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's insane. Insane. Yeah. And that's like, so how democratic is really, the, the country really is? Like, mm-hmm. how? If you say we have these rights, and then you go against them. Mm-hmm. So when I watched the video, I felt really bad. Because I was like, I mean, I I get what, like, I get that people would watch this and be like, oh, the feminist movement has become this or that, yeah. or now they're violent, or like now this, and they're also women. But all, also, like, this thing about placing women against women, women competing with women, women attacking women, yeah. it's patriarchy one-on-one. Like, yeah. that's... Absolutely. That's definitely manipulation. Mm-hmm. But people still believe that. People still, like... Especially people like my age and older, but also like young people were like, mm-hmm. I saw so many, so many comments. And at the same time, I was conflicted because I was like, I also believe that you cannot judge an oppressed community um, based on how they choose to fucking speak out yeah. about injustice. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell you, okay, you're kidnapped, you're kidnapped, but if you're going to complain about it, don't yell and don't cry and don't... And please be PC and please use the right language and And, all this stuff. And don't kill your your kidnapper to save your own life. Like, no. No. And this is the same thing. This, there's been, like, there are this, right now it's 10 femicides a day in Mexico. Wow. Reported and like... Typified as femi- as femicides, um, so many that don't are not even typified yeah. or not even like acknowledged, acknowledged. Or reported, or reporting. Pending. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was my two. Those were my two conflicts, like the forgiving thing, mm-hmm. and also the violence thing coming from a non-violence practice. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, where, how do you practice nonviolence when you are, when you need, when your life depends on it? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, you're in a situation and your life circumstances and your environment have set you up to be operating in a fight or flight mode. You're operating totally in your lizard brain. So from that vantage like there's no prefrontal cortex operation happening you know what i mean so yeah i can see how violence does occur because we or they or whoever however this has manifested it is making people have to operate out of survival Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah, walking out on the street, like, you need to be carrying a fucking knife and pepper spray and be looking around and watch what you wear and mm-hmm. watch this and watch where you go and watch what mm-hmm. time of the day. And the, and in Mexico, just, like, catcalling is, like, an every motherfucking day thing. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I don't miss. Yeah. Because going out means 
getting catcalled every fucking corner. Wow. Sometimes touched too. Like wow. literally like sexually assaulted. Yeah. And and I feel like we have grown to like normalize that. Mhm. Mhm. Well, yeah. I mean, we we have normalized it until we just opened like the floodgates with the whole me too movement. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like and that was, and then all of a sudden that was like what? This is happening? And as women were like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's happened <laughs> every day. Every day to and it's happened to all of us. That's yeah. the thing. Cuz sometimes yeah. like some some men would be like, "Oh, but not all men." First of all, do not not all men me. Second of all, we know not all men, but all women have been <laughs> Which like, is why enough men for all women, yeah, to yeah. have gone through this. Yeah. And also you've been complicit. That's what that's what that's another thing mm-hmm. um yeah maybe you haven't done it or that's what you think because you can do it in with your language you can do it with how you talk about women with other yeah. dudes or yeah. just talk about women in general yeah. and you perpetuate it by just laughing when someone does it or makes a joke about it or yeah and that's just catcalling let's not even go to like um <laughs> non-consensual sex yeah. or like drugging someone yeah yeah all of the things yeah all of the things um but you know so to bring that back around it's like these systems have set up for people to be in such a fight or flight mode that it's like okay so when there is a protest and it's you know you're coming from it like say if we're coming from it from a yogic standpoint right we're operating in non-violence like that's Again, ahimsa, as we bring up, mm-hmm. like not harming ourselves, not harming others. But yes, you do make a good point of like when you are in an oppressed party or part of an oppressed system or collective, you're just at a point where you've already had so much going on that it's like um we talked about grief a little earlier. So it's like within the stages of grief, like there is anger, like there Mm -hmm. is rage. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that is shameful or like, that's literally part of the process. Um, And also there have been so many ways there, there have been so many peaceful um manifestations in mm-hmm. both the feminist mm-hmm. uh, movement in Mexico and now and with the BLM like the kneeling and the mm-hmm. and what what's happening it's the same if not worse mhm mhm yeah because what was it Colin Kaepernick knelt for the um the national anthem in 2016 <laughs> it's what 2020 what has changed yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, there's just, there's so much going on. Um, but I wanted to just briefly explain like the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. So the stages are denial, right? So you're in shock, you're in isolation. Then there's anger. Anger is a stage, mm-hmm. like literally a theoretically um, categorized mm-hmm. stage. Um, so has jealousy, has anxiety, has fear. Then there's depression. There's sadness, helplessness, guilt, 
regret. Mm -hmm. Then there's bargaining, hope, an escape, kind of searching for meaning, kind of figuring out like, is this, is this not? Like, what Mm -hmm. is this? Where am I in this? Um, Then reintegration. So finding meaning and seeking ways to honor the loss. Mm -hmm. And then acceptance. So moving forward with compassion Mm -hmm. for the loss. And before me too, I feel like there was a lot of denial. <laughs> yes, there's there, yeah, there even, was a ton even of denial. from us, like even absolutely the normalization. Absolutely. That's what it is. It's denial. Mm-hmm. It's like this is just how life is as a woman. So I guess so. Whatever. I guess whatever. I'm gonna have to I, do this. Yeah. Or it's like you want the job. You're again, right? You're put in a survival instinct mode of operation because. Say you need to get to these levels in your job to make the money to mm-hmm, feed your kids mm-hmm. because whatever, your life situation. Yeah, coercion. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's what I have to do. And you just deal with whatever might happen at work and you don't say anything or whatever because you need the job. Mm-hmm. Or like in LA, I've heard countless stories. Mm. Hollywood, dude. Yeah. And like everyone like going in, auditioning, whatever. Like, And I'm not part of that industry, but to just hear... Women talk about that. I'm like... And sports. And there was just this documentary about the gymnasts that... Mm. And I heard that in the Mexican system as well. When I was studying dance in Mexico, one of my classmates had quit gymnastics because one of the trainers said that something about like, if you want to get to this step, you would need to like have sex with me. (gasps) And she was like... I was like, fuck you. And then she went to the person... Yeah, uh, the level up, and he said, "Oh, what? You didn't know the rules?" So she was like, what? "I'm really not sure if they did that for me to just quit because I was like trouble. I was like sure. a problem, sure, or if they really did it. But either way, it's just as wrong. Either way, that's <laughs> it's still sexual harassment. Wrong. Oh my god, <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't like, even what the fuck? This is insane. Wow, mm-hmm. in um, so many like professions or industries." That's just, like, the norm. Mm-hmm. Like, in the record, in the music business, mm-hmm. in Hollywood, mm-hmm. in sports, in, like, Olympic sports. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. It's insane. Wow. But, yeah, so it's, like, women just do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> End of discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, thinking about any oppressed people. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to do what they need to do. So if you are within a protest, like rage is going to come up. Grief is going to come up. Like depression, like all these things are being provoked and stirred up. You know what I mean? So then it's like, okay, does rage turn to violence? And what does that take on? Because yes, I do agree with kind of like the yogic sense of like Mm non-harming. But I can also see how when people are not being heard and people are being dismissed, and people are being dehumanized. For centuries. For for, for Yes. Generation, generation, generationally. Like, that carries such a huge weight mm-hmm. to the point that, like, what else? What else allows this message to be heard? How else do you fight for what you know is right? For your life. Absolutely. And for your life. Which also reminds me of, Like what I say always, that it's so important to have a spiritual practice, especially when you're trying to do any social justice Mm -hmm. work, or at least when you 
want to develop that awareness because what you're gonna see is gonna fucking crush your soul yeah and you need to kind of like step back if you can because that's another thing like i am privileged enough that i can take a step back and be like okay i'm not in mexico anymore yeah i didn't go to these protests and i wasn't harmed i can take a step back and meditate or pray or whatever it is and just kind of like reset Mm -hmm. and work on my spiritual side and then get better and then come back to fight but not everyone has that privilege Privilege. yeah absolutely and then about the forgiveness that's another that it's like (laughs) so conflicting because Mm -hmm. it's like it's the phrase of the revolution (laughs) but it's the phrase it's the coined term like we gotta use it yeah Yeah, i mean for that and forgiveness i mean at the end of the day i really see forgiveness as for yourself you know what i mean but anger and rage are helpful Mm -hmm. they're motivational they're fiery they help you get that passion that drive Like, those emotions help you to take the steps you need to, to voice your opinions, to take a stand for what you believe in. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's this or that. Mm -hmm. I believe you can have both. You can be within this process of grief. You can experience this rage. Because the rage is coming not only from you and what you think and what you feel, but it's coming from, like we said, down the whole lineage Mm -hmm. of everything that started. So it's like, this is generational grief. This is generational trauma. Like this is also emotions that our ancestors maybe didn't have the skills or didn't have the time or didn't have the ability to process this. So in our DNA, that is then passed down. They lived through an apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine being just like in your village, planting stuff, being connected to the earth, to Mm -hmm. the cosmos, being spiritual living a sustainable life in every way, Mm -hmm. swimming naked, and then all of a sudden a bunch of motherfuckers just get there and rape you and kill you and tell you you can be there. Yeah. And And enslave you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that's passed down. So not only are we dealing with rage and anger and depression and all these things for ourselves, but it's also from our ancestors. It's from our whole lineage. So if you're feeling like one day and you're like, I have sadness for no reason, or I feel rage for no reason, it's not just no reason. Like there's things going on within the collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. Huge things, so many things. So many things that it's like, now we are being asked to shift our awareness and to have an understanding that this isn't just us. This isn't about just us in the present moment. It's about making this reckoning for how we got here. And so with that, then the forgiveness, though, I think can come in too because it's that is to honor yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not forgiveness and forget all these things that happened, but it's the forgiveness of finding that peace within you so that you can keep moving forward for justice, mm-hmm. for your passions, I believe. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it makes sense. And also that we are like complex beings. And sometimes we will have contradictory feeling, contradicting feelings Absolutely. and emotions and Absolutely. thoughts. And that's just part of 
I mean, that's part of duality. Life. I mean, and, and duality, yes. Absolutely. Like, you can have happiness and sadness. Mm-hmm. We don't just have one thought. Yeah. We have thousands of thoughts. And then whatever is normally programmed or what we access more regularly, that's the thought that we see. But it's like when we take meditation into account and start to meditate and start to step back and be an observer and witness what's happening in the mind, like, there are so many thoughts and feelings and all these things going on at the same time. So yes, it might seem contradictory, but that's only from maybe a standpoint that someone told us we only can be feeling one thing, mm-hmm. which is just a Probably program. from colonization. <laughs> <laughs> Probably from they told us we can only feel this way. Damn it. Which is so binary. Kids can't cry. Right? Men like, can't cry. All of these ideas are so... This or that. This or that. or white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Men or women. Like, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess my interpretation now is more like, we don't forget, and better let me start my process so I can forget, <laughs> motherfucker, because right now, I'm stuck in rage. <laughs> but and that's okay. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Because, too, if you're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like, basic needs have to be met before you can even reach any of the other stages. Before you can even, like, reach or access love. Before you can even reach that, like, very high critical thinking. Not saying you can't, but it's like, if you're on this topic and you're passionate about this, but you feel that these are not being met, these lower needs, yeah, forgiveness is not going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let no. me fucking pay rent first. Yeah, exactly. Eat some. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, or have somewhere to live, have mm-hmm. food, have mm-hmm. the basic needs are not met, or just simply not be stressed when I'm outside. Something yeah. so basic that I haven't been able to accomplish in Mexico, at least, for yeah. ever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and my sisters live there, so I'm like, oh, how do you do you're it? stressed. Yeah. And actually, with COVID, probably they're like a lot more relaxed because yeah. now they're like, don't have to deal with it. We don't have to deal with that. Wow. I don't have to be like clutching my purse in the bus or like even like walking on the street and mm-hmm. being like just fucking harassed mm-hmm. at every step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then touching on decolonization because I that's another part of that. So in, in spiritivism, I have these like syllabus, well, these syllabi, but the October syllabus is colonization and decolonization because October, October 12th, because it was still, it was like this thing. And I don't know here how it was approached in school, but for Mm -hmm. us, it was like October 12th. And it was like, I don't want to say his name, but it was like his day. And we would drew and we would talk about him and like this Mm. like things. And it was like so glorified. Yeah. And now it's like, that's so harmful. Mm Mm-hmm. That we mm-hmm. were celebrating the genocide I think we still do. of our people. Right? Isn't that still, still a holiday that shows a, up? It's still a thing that shows up in the yeah, calendar. Yeah, on the calendar, on my Apple calendar. It and still now shows it's up. like Indigenous People's Day at the same time that we have that other motherfucker's day. So that's like, confusing. <laughs> yeah. How are we like, celebrating? Are we, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the topics this month. And... You just found this Instagram account. Yeah, okay, so I just found this Instagram account. It's called Decolonizing Therapy, Dr. Jennifer Mullen. Which relates to your own therapy that also was trying to 
decolonize her methods. Oh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. My own therapeutic experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with my mm-hmm. therapist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I found her account and I just read the first post from today and it says, decolonization requires the consent of our ancestors. So I thought that was really interesting. And she goes in and she kind of talks about how she had a dream and like heard whispers from her ancestors that told her clearly to keep forward, speak our stories, write our demands, don't get lost in the head, tell them to ask the land, ask the trees, ask us, we will respond, stop talking and listen. And I just thought that was so interesting because people or we have even contemplated, you know, okay, so now that we have this information, like, what do we do? Well, you can be proactive. You can start to honor the land that you live in. You can honor the space that you call your home, your sacred home, right? We're all in stolen land. Yes, absolutely. Right. So it's like taking a step back and asking, like, your ancestors or the ancestors of this land, may I be here? May I buy this land? May I plant this tree? May I cut this tree? May I eat this fruit? May I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And connecting to that essence that this land, like you moved here. Momo, I did. (laughs) I moved here. (laughs) You know, so it's like, what can I do? I can ask. Mm -hmm. I can touch a tree. I can connect with the earth. I can put my feet in the sand. But at the same time, we, like both of us, our ancestors were people of the Americas. Like, because America's considered everything from the North Pole, from Canada to Argentina, like everything in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. All of that is the Americas. Mm -hmm. So our ancestors are from this continent. I guess technically that's us, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so many people here, it's like, Eva Longoria says it's like we didn't cross a border. The border crossed us because California yeah, yeah. and Texas and New Mexico used to be Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so really, it should be asking. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but and yeah, specifically in like, okay, I I'm a Colorado native mm-hmm. and I moved to California. Mm-hmm. Still at that scale, it's like okay, let's ask. Let's always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have this in mind. Which brings into like a gratitude practice for being fortunate enough and able to be where I want to be. You know what I mean? Have the choice. But it goes back to really connecting with our ancestors, connecting to the land. And just understanding that, again, like bringing it back to this grief is like the earth is grieving. Like the ancestors are grieving. Like There's so many messages coming in, so much wisdom coming in. And what we need to do is ask and then take a step back to pause and listen. That's very important because it's not just like, I'm asking the way, I'm like shouting a question or I'm asking, but it's like a rhetorical question. No, bitch, take a step back and listen to the message. (laughs) Yeah, and it like might be hard if you've never tried this because it's like, what am I listening for? (laughs) Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I can't tell you what you're listening for because you might, just like I am a kinesthetic learner, you might be an auditory learner. You might be a visual learner. So the way you receive the message is going to be different than I because we are, I mean, we are one, but my human form 
the modalities that I learn from or hear from or receive are different. So like I don't have that answer. And that's part of the meditation practice. Or that's just maybe even being able to be comfortable in silence. Yeah, developing that awareness in silence. Just mm -hmm. be in silence and see what happens. Maybe it'll be thoughts. Maybe it'll be dreams mm -hmm. later at night. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. it'll be a clear, like a... <laughs> a billboard. Like a billboard, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or like a song comes on, you're like, that's that. Or, you know, however that works, like Transformers and Bumblebees, like talking through the radio mm -hmm. songs. Like, whatever the case, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's taking the action. It's also having the awareness and understanding you might not get the answer right away. So it's a practice. Yeah. Or you might get it, but you might not. You might not like it. <laughs> you might not like it. <laughs> you might not want to hear it. I don't know. It might be scary. It might be very thought-provoking. It might be very emotional. Like, who knows? I just read this today, so I don't know yet. I don't mm -hmm. have any examples mm -hmm. yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of homework. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it makes total sense. And it links to the all of the, like, what we learn about the epigenetics and all of the generational trauma mm -hmm. and all of that that we carry, that how... Actually, Dr. Rupa Maria, is it pronounced like that? I don't know, I'm sorry. Maria or Maria. But she is... I actually want to read something about her, like her bio, because she's amazing. Like, she's one of my idols. But she's a medical doctor. She's okay. an internal medicine specialist, and she focuses on, on seriously ill patients in okay. hospital. But her research explores intersection of society and illness. Okay. So how social structures may predispose various groups to certain conditions. Mm. Because health, the concept of health, yeah. involves your social environment. Absolutely. And that's something that we sometimes forget. And that I was reminded by translating it for the... Translating for It Gets Better. Um, it Gets Better in Mexico specifically. It's an organization for LGBT youth. And I do translations for them. I volunteer for them. And... I read the... Dude, I went to med school. And I... <laughs> this wasn't at the... Like, you know, in the... Forefront? Yeah, this wasn't teaching? like... I wasn't aware wow. of this. Probably learned it. I don't even know. But mm -hmm. that your social environment is part of the definition of health. Mm -hmm. And how that can affect, especially like LGBTQ youth who live with a family that are not accepting. Or yeah. they're homophobic yeah. or transphobic. Or just violent or or anything like that how that from the social environment you can develop a mental illness or oh yeah or also yes. physical illness yeah so she that's her research and she also she's a musician like she does music oh, and she sings. Awesome. so it's awesome because it's like She's a composer and the front woman of a band that's called Rupa and the April Fishes. <laughs> and this is a project that uses music to explore the intersection of society. And she was also, hear that, this is a fun fact because she's a badass. She was a lead plaintiff in the lawsuit that liberated Happy Birthday to You back to the public domain. Oh, what? So there was this like... <laughs> lawsuit. You weren't allowed to sing Happy Birthday? You weren't allowed at least to like cover it. Oh. Because someone had the yeah. rights to it. To it? <laughs> yeah. And she did this beautiful diagram that explains how colonization, like what stems from colonization. Actually, oh, I have it here because I redid it I for my... Oh, yeah. So from colonization, there's two things that stem from. Okay. One is supremacy. 
That's mm-hmm. the basic. So like, I'm better than you. I'm mm-hmm. at a higher level. I'm yeah, better than someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And that means white supremacy. Like, because I'm white, I'm better than you who are any other color. Yeah. Also male supremacy. Because a lot of cultures, pre-Hispanic cultures, were matriarchal. So male supremacy or patriarchy stems from colonization as well. Human supremacy, which is human species being better than the rest of the species. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. another one. And then what that, the consequences of white supremacy are slavery, genocide. Of male supremacy or patriarchy, invisible labor, like being a housewife and not getting paid for it or not even being acknowledged for it. And femicide, Mm -hmm. domestic violence, Mm -hmm. child abuse, Mm -hmm. all of those. And then from human supremacy, ecocide, exploitation sources. They all link to trauma and inflammation. And by that, it means like literally inflammation of like the cells or the organs in your body. Which inflammation in consequence causes disease. So, yes, absolutely. And then from capitalism, because that's another one. Basically, capitalism comes from colonization. Okay. And it causes supremacy too. Because just the way, like, mm-hmm. education is taught is, like, number one, top five, top number one, and you're, like, competing between each other. Mm-hmm. And you have to be the best, and you have mm-hmm. to. And it's all, everyone is judged by the same, or not judged, but, like, evaluated by the same parameters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now there's, like, it's changing a bit with, like, kids yeah. on the spectrum or kids with learning disabilities Lucky, or yeah. some things, but it's still very, like... Cut and one, this yeah. is the only yeah, yeah, avenue. Yeah. One size fits all. Yeah. yeah. And just like the college, like the college admission process is the same. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and just tests are the same thing. Yeah. So well, it all comes from the same, from colonization. Mm-hmm. And then it goes even further to say like from slavery, how in modern times with capitalism, slavery becomes cheap labor. Um. And genocide becomes like resource crap. You just go ahead and like deplete, like mm. it's not sustainable. You just yeah. take, mm-hmm. you just take, 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 take. Mm-hmm. And again, these all result in trauma and <laughs> look at this. Yeah. I mean, no wonder we all have trauma and we all have inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time. <laughs> wow. There's also, because we're only seeing this part of like being the oppressed group, which we are women of color and mm-hmm. We're still, like, a minority. But, like, part of us, like, some white person, some, like, whoever the fuck raped our ancestors. And we also have their genes. The white genes. Yeah, we do. We have that. Well, I have that. Probably. Definitely have that. (laughs) Have, like, I did, like, this, like, DNA test. Yeah. And so we also have the genes of, like, a murderer, rapist, motherfucker. So like you need to and the clear oppressed. that it's yeah. all the, it's all the karma it's all mm-hmm. the bad karma mm-hmm. and also the suffering and the struggle. Mm-hmm. So we really that's why it's important to have a spiritual practice. We Absolutely. need to clear that, and if not, at least a mental health awareness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's so cool is that once you have the awareness, like you can do something about it. I mean, if you have the resources, you definitely have the power. Well, you definitely. I mean, we all. Technically, we all have the resources thinking like the medicine is in you and like yes. in the universe. But Absolutely. that's not easy for some people to see without a guide. Yes. Either Absolutely. spiritual or like a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. And not everyone has access to either. Right. Or even to the information to develop the awareness to 
recognize that it's there. Like mm-hmm. something needs to change. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why we, with our awareness, like we can make change. We can make generational change. Yeah. Collective change. Absolutely. So that we don't keep passing it down because it's still going to stay until we do something. I made the mistake of commenting on <laughs> Instagram. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was about something like what the orange and the white house said. And I was just like, oh, just vote him the fuck out. Dude, I got like, I don't know, 200 and something likes. But at the same time, like so many people started commenting from my comment. Uh-huh. And they were like fighting against each other. And they were like, <laughs> like so much hate. What I was like. Heck? I'm so, and I would get the notifications. So I was like, <laughs> you know what, guys? Bye. I just deleted my comment and like, you there was nothing this. to, but yeah, you yeah. can just go fight it. Just do and, this somewhere else. Yeah, don't at me. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't at me. Because they were tagging me because I was like, it was a reply Under from mine. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, and even if they don't tag you, if it's a reply and they're replying to someone else, you still you get still, a notification of like, you. someone commented under your comment or whatever. I was like, sorry guys to ruin your fun, but also not sorry. <laughs> Bye. Never again. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but like, yeah, like people are just, I get the, like we talk already about like being enraged, but at the same time, like there's this game, which links back to what we're talking about. Yeah, it's this game of politics yeah. and like the election time where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yes, you need to do something about it. Yes, vote if you can. I, yes, Call your representatives, call your senators, do mm-hmm. this, do that. Get involved in your community, organize or get in touch with the community organizers. But at the same time, work on yourself and don't be an asshole. And don't fall into this game because at the end, yeah. to them, it's only a game. It's just a power game. Yeah. Who has the power now? Ha 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 ha. Which is what? Supremacy? Which is fucking supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going unrecognized, unacknowledged, but totally in the forefront. Yeah. And that's why so many people, and I feel like especially some very, like, spiritual people, mm-hmm. have just, like, removed themselves from that situation. Oh, yeah. And they just are not involved, and they don't vote. Mm. Which I'm like, no, please. <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't know. Because people are just like, it's all still the same shit, blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah. this particular one, I don't think it's the same. I just, no. like, we've hit rock bottom with this. It's just, we like, need what to the actual do something. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something has to change. Uh, yeah. And also, it's so interesting because also from Dr. Rupa Maria or Maria, I need to, I need to, <laughs> I need to know how it's pronounced. I think it was from her that I read that. While the colonization was happening mm-hmm. in the Americas and other and other parts of the world, mm-hmm. what was happening back in Europe was the persecution of witches, which again ah. was this usually women, these women, like indigenous women from Europe mm-hmm. that were connected to the land mm-hmm. that had groups of women that knew herbs, that knew mm-hmm. about sexual health mm-hmm. and... I feel like that's one of the things, like, there were networks or groups of women helping each other go through anything your body goes through when you're a woman. Like, yeah, birth, for having sure. sex. Usually in those times, it was, like, arranged marriages or, like, mm-hmm. whatever. They were super young. Mm-hmm. They were probably forced to have sex. Yeah. They were dealing with that. 
having to take control of like contraception. Mm-hmm. So contraception methods, abortion, just pregnancy care, mm-hmm. delivery, what's it called? When you push a baby out of your vagina. Birth? Labor. Labor. <laughs> See, you never get my, you never read my mind. Shoot. Labor. <laughs> Menstruation. Mm-hmm. All of these things that it was like taboo. It, it could only be talked mm-hmm. amongst them. So there was one particular woman that had all these, like, all this knowledge and was advising women. It was targeted as a witch. witch. And this was basically the same because that's what we were doing here. It was like we were connected to the land. We were more, mm-hmm. you know, we knew the real medicine, the medicine of the mm-hmm. earth, mm-hmm. the medicine that is not a band-aid to cover, but the medicine that is part of your everyday life. Mm-hmm. And it's there all the time mm-hmm. to make you healthy and prevent you for an illness to even start showing up. Right. That's insane, the correlation. Yeah. Same timing. Yes. Like, you know, because like we didn't have the technology back then to be like, oh, hey, you guys are doing this over there? Like, yeah. We're hey, doing guys, it over here, too. Are those fuckers doing that over there, too? <laughs> yeah, smash the patriarchy. Yeah. Get <laughs> But that's like the Handmaid's Tale, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean... For a lot of us, I mean, I know it's it's very white, mm-hmm. The Handmaid's Tale, but if anything... But it's, it's like diluted. I feel like that's another thing. I always interrupt you, but <laughs> what my aim is with like what I'm doing right now with, with spiritivism, it's kind of like this bridge or like fill this gap because some people don't get like, if someone's like super woke, they don't have the patience to like explain from like the ABCs of like mm-hmm. social justice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel it's the same with Hammond's Dale it's like it's diluted for the, for the general audience, audience yeah. for the mainstream which is helpful because like me I did not even know some of these things could be happening and in the Hammond's Tale I'm like oh my gosh what and then like, it's like it's happening know. right now <laughs> yeah and then it's like like stuff exists yeah always yeah no same <laughs> I think it wasn't until I started reading, like, how whitewashed, how white feminism mm-hmm. is. I didn't even know how feminism was so white in the first place. I was yeah. like, what? Like, yeah, three or four years ago, I didn't know either. <laughs> like, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so it's like how... I think it's an awesome show because, well, at least think about, like, things are actually... And to have an... Under- that has also happened in the past, but it's also... And it could happen. And it's still... C- yeah, very much so... I mean, (laughs) yeah, oligarchy thing and this, it's just like the frogs, like you stop, you know how when they say if you throw a frog, this is cruel for vegans, Okay. (laughs) if you throw a frog into a boiling pot of water, it would immediately like be startled and like try to run away and like jump away or something. But if you put it inside and turn on the flame and it starts getting hot and hotter and hotter and hotter the it, frog won't notice until it's too late and then it's done and then it's boiled it's, it's boiled. boiled to death mm. i feel like it's the same thing mm-hmm. like we've been slowly slowly boiled. yeah so we've normalizing all these things and that's how fascism works you start normalizing and then the bar moves a little bit more, and then you've been gaslighted into thinking that that's the norm mm-hmm. and that's okay mm-hmm. and that's just the world you're exaggerating a leftist like hysterical like 
a crazy person. Yeah. Like the crazy woman thing. You're too emotional. Mm -hmm. You're too hormonal. You're too mm -hmm. this or that. You're too in your feeling. And in reality, it's, oh, fuck, yeah. But it's because of what you're doing. <laughs> yes. And I mean, that's how like everything is so spread apart. And you're like, how did we even knob was just being turned slowly, slowly. And you're just do, do, do on your way going through all the la, 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 la. And then now internalizing also those things because we have internalized whiteness. We have internalized fat phobia. We have internalized mm -hmm. homophobia. We have internalized sexism, all of mm -hmm. those things. Yeah. But it's like, dude, I'm harming myself <laughs> when as I speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like so many things in my language, so many expressions, because as you may have noticed, I curse like a fucking sailor. <laughs> and in Spanish, it's even worse <laughs> or better. <laughs> If you like that kind of thing, it's better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so many things like or phrases in my language have changed because they're sexist or mm -hmm. homophobic or mm -hmm. racist Or something. And you just learn it because, oh, but that's how we say it in Mexico. It's just an expression. Mm -hmm. That's how you say it in Spanish. But it's like... If we keep excusing it, then that's how it keeps being perpetuated forward and forward. Yeah, not because we've done this for a long time. It means it's the right thing. Actually, probably that tells you that it's the right <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because we are always changing. So yeah. you see the systems or you see the things that are not changing. And it's like... Mm. What's We need to be this? curious about that because <laughs> if you want to always do the things the way they're always done, then that doesn't make sense with the way Earth, like, moves. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense the way we evolve. Especially if they're not being sustainable because some Absolutely. of the things is like, yeah, you should always take care of the Earth. You should always yes. be connected to each other and mm -hmm. to the universe and to this. Right. But when it's like, this is not sustainable at all. Right. There needs to be a change. Right. But even still, it's like taking care of the Earth looks different now than mm. it did even 10 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago, 50 mm -hmm. years ago. So it's like, even though we have connection with source, it might look different now, now that you're older, now that things different practices under your belt. And resources. And resources. So, I mean, I'm glad Actually, we're making change. The more resources you have, you that's when the waste occurs or builds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because actually, being poor is it teaches you sustainability. Mm -hmm. It's like I cannot waste. I only have this, and I need to make it last. But then you start getting more resources, and it's like, oh, waste. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to be mindful of. Because like, oh, I could get this or get this new thing. Like we were talking about with the plastic stuff. Like you have all these plastic things, and then you want to go out, you know, because the right thing is to have like the wooden bottle or the metal bottle or whatever glass the bottle. Glass bottle. But it's like you still have all these things in your home that you could use. So, like, utilize that mm -hmm. until, like, it breaks mm -hmm. or whatever the case. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, don't switch it just because it looks cute. Or yeah. don't switch it because you think that you will look super zero waste by having a tin <laughs> whatever. I mean, if you have plastic stuff, use it until you can't use it and then go buy. Because also when you buy something new, whatever mm -hmm. material it is made of, You're not only the resources or the waste of resources is not only the thing mm -hmm. that you're gonna, oh, now I'm gonna reuse it. But what it took for that thing to be produced, that was a lot of resource. Maybe mm -hmm. that was toxins into the air or the water. Mm -hmm. That was carbon dioxide for the method of transportation. 
probably this cheap labor or something cheap going labor. on. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That we don't know about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so before... Or buying any, something new, anything. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you don't have something that you can repair or reuse or mm-hmm. borrow or get for free or buy secondhand. Yeah, like that's like with the home cleansing kits I'm making. Like that's why I wanted... Like the filling for underneath to just be my shreddings. I mean, it doesn't look great. With her social security yeah. number. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do not piece these things together, please. Mix them like this is yeah. from the month, from yeah. December, and this is from March. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I just grab what's on top. People doxing you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, me. well, if you are that good to figure it out, you let me know before you do anything with that social. Okay, we'll talk. Because I might need a favor for a friend. (laughs) If you have those skills, contact me. Also, yes, we would like to work with you. (laughs) The revolution. (laughs) If you're into that. (laughs) But that's why I want to reuse those shreddings. Because I know I can just go and recycle them. But if that prevents me from buying new... Like, solid white paper yeah, no shreds need. or whatever. Like, I don't need to buy that when... Dude, yeah. I have this machine making it for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just day. toss it away anyway mm-hmm. in the recycle. So I may as well, yeah, like... you recycle use, it. Yeah. You take charge of that recycling. Or yeah. repurposing. Repur- yeah, exactly. The repurpose yeah. of it. Because you're spending money and just reasons in general to, like, have these things and deliver. Mm-hmm. To put them in a box. To <laughs> just be tossed... Yeah, five away minutes after for, yeah. it's opened. Yeah, and that's why we talked about making the box well, yeah. well having the option. Like mm-hmm. if you don't want to get get a just, just a cardboard just without box, the, yeah. But if you can want the whole, have a box, and then you can use and that. even a cardboard box too, for a gift. Absolutely, or for, being back, whatever. Because mm-hmm. this is COVID times, so mm-hmm. everyone's shipping shipping stuff. Which, by the way, don't do not saturate the USPS right now. They'd be struggling. I so did, after, I did mail something after the yesterday. election. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but not in mass, I, I mean. No, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, don't place an order of 165 items in fucking Prime Day. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoot, I did send a letter. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, if possible, don't use Amazon, but, like, if that's impossible, don't do, like, Prime Day and order 126,000 things. Because we need the USPS working section hit hard. Shout out to them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, postal workers. (laughs) You've really helped us through COVID, through life in general. Through life in general. Now more than ever. (laughs) Especially all of you who walk around in your bag and in the hot sun. I cannot believe this. Yeah, and a mask. It's incredible. Props. (laughs) Props. (laughs) To them. (laughs) (sighs) Ah. Well, yeah, I mean, we can, I feel like we could touch more on the witches kind of thing. That could be a good topic for next time, but we don't know yet. It's always a surprise. It always always gets carried wherever the wind blows us. Exactly, where the tide (laughs) takes us. Yes, sometimes. (laughs) Too far. I just went back. So here we are. (laughs) On shore, saying goodbye. All right. Well, until yogis next time, yogis. yogis and yoginis. Bye. Bye. Asta. Asta. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Intersectional Yoginis podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and share. If you didn't like it, please don't go rating. <laughs>
You can find us on Instagram at The Intersectional Yoginis. Namaste. Namaste.